I mean, you can walk to the edge of town, you know, like two blocks from Chinati, and just walk along the road there that heads down to the Rio Grande, and there's maybe one pickup truck will pass you in, on that road in an hour. If it was more accessible, this place would have been run over a long time ago. <laughs> there really is a sense here that any, anything is possible. I mean, there's, it's a blank slate. It's a blank canvas in a lot of ways. You can come here and, and just do whatever thing that you want to do. Marfa is located in deep west Texas, just south on Highway 67 off of Interstate 10. With only a population of roughly 1,700 people, this desert town has become an art destination for minimalism, started by artist Donald Judd's vision. Since his death, both the Chinati Foundation and Judd Foundation preserve his work and nurture the international art mecca Marfa has become. I'm Ariana Roche, and this is a special Glass Tire podcast edition brought to you by Eric Jarvis and Crushpad Productions here in Houston. Today I'm going to interview three artists, Martha Hughes, Julian Mock, and Alice Santoro, that all live and work in Marfa about what drew them to the city and the logistics of being an artist in the middle of nowhere. Glass Tires assistant editor Brandon Zeck and I visited the 2016 Chinati weekend this past October, which is a great time to see everything since all installations and art venues are free and open to the public. We ran into Martha Hughes at the post office. We had some time to spare, so we walked over to see her studio. Martha is a painter. She does architecturally based, colorful, minimal paintings. Her studio was great. It was very spacious, organized, and well lit through a bank of large windows. We had an interesting talk, and unfortunately, I did not have my recording equipment with me at the time, so I followed up with her via Skype. How long have you lived in Marfa? Since 2004, so um, about 12 years or so. So why Marfa? <laughs> well, I'd lived in Austin a long time, and um, I knew I wanted to change. Um, I just had a feeling that I'd wanted to shake things up a little bit, you know. I had driven through West Texas a time or two. I'd never been to Marfa, but I, I'd driven through Alpine, and I thought it was kind of cute. So anyway, I, and I wasn't really into minimalism at all. In fact, I really never liked minimalism, but I'd never really seen any minimalism in real life, <laughs> any right. minimalist works, you know, just what I learned in school. And uh, But I'd heard there was some kind of cool art installation in Marfa, so I thought, well, I'll drive out to West Texas and I'll just, you know, know whether to mark it off my list or not. I'll look at Alpine and I'll see what this thing is in Marfa. And I was just struck by the peace and quiet of it coming from the city. Um, all I could hear were a few sparrows chirping. Uh, <laughs> and instantly it was just like... Um, um, you know, all the turmoil of city life just kind of vanished. 
I spent two days here and I just walked around the town and I went to the uh, Chinati Foundation and I was completely um, bowled over by the hundred boxes. That was just spectacular. And once I saw the those minimalist works in situ, I I was I sort of got it. You know, I sort of got what minimalism was all about. So anyway, I went home and. Um, the next day, I put my house in Austin on the market, packed up everything, and moved to Marfa three weeks later. <laughs> in the morning at the farmer's market, we met Alice Santoro and her husband, Julian Mock. She was selling her hats and ties made out of sonic fabric, as well as catalogs with her latest investigations into tonal relativity. We started talking, and I asked how she ended up in Marfa. This conversation is recorded live, so please excuse the background noise from the farmer's market. Um, a friend of mine, I was living in Red Hook in Brooklyn um, 10 years ago, and my roommate's brother, who was from Houston, knew about Marfa and was going to take a road trip down here. In fact, he was set on moving to Marfa. So I thought I would just tag along in the car and just see it, because I'd never seen this part of the world at all. And I got here and fell just madly in love with it, the light and the landscape, and really for me, I think it was the soundscape that really drew me. I, I was interested in, in the quality of the silence. I mean, it's not completely silent, but I was working a lot with sound, and I felt like my apartment in Brooklyn, I couldn't really hear myself think as well. So that's what drew me here. I went back to New York, and I, um, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I just felt like I needed to spend some time here, so I thought I would just move here for one year. But I didn't want to live in Marfa. I was really drawn to Fort Davis because it's, it's very isolated over there. It's very quiet. There's no train. I love the train, but I also love not having the train. <laughs> and, um, and then um, I met the person I'm married to now, Julian Mock, uh, and he, his family had some land up in the Davis Mountains, and he said, well, why don't we just buy this old school bus, drive it up there, so my studio's in a school bus, Julian's is in a little trailer, he's a musician, and, um, and we're building a house out of paper, crude, and stone, and part of my work, I feel like, is about living really simply, and just um, for having a lot of time and space to work on our stuff, and not have to worry about the money-making end of things as much, although that's handy as well. Yes, um, always good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, my studio is in a, it's, it's nestled into a grove of trees, and it's, we're 12 miles up a dirt road, and we're wow. just, we like being out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. But we also love having Murphy here. So right. this is really our community in that place. Her husband, Julian Mock, is a musician who has lived in the area for quite some time and has seen Marfa become what it is today. It's definitely changed. I, I you know, we, my family moved to Alpine in 1976, and so I've, I've actually watched, you know, Marfa become what it is, and, you know, from, from a depressed town with, with Judd in it, but, but nobody else. And, and and Alpine and some of the other places here, so so it's sort of a you know some some of it I don't I'm not too fond of, but it's still sort of isolated. You know, if it was more accessible, this place would have been run over a long time ago. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so um, I, I don't I don't mind it. I mean, we 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 live way up a dirt road, and and we come into town once every week. So we make our lists and come in, and I don't really find it any different going anywhere else. The allure of Marfa for artists is definitely the peace and quiet, the ability to think about work away from the constant city toil. 
But what about the logistics involved in being an artist? So how do you get your supplies to, to make work? I, I order everything from dickblick.com and... Um, you know, I'd probably be doing that even if I were in Austin. I think art supply stores are probably having a hard time because you could just get anything online. And over the years, they've gotten to where they you get it within just a few days of ordering it. It's pretty easy. Framing, however, and shipping are two completely different problems. Marfa is not on any kind of main shipping route, and um, there's no frame shop in town. That means you have to get your work transported to a city to be framed, Austin, or I have a framer I use in Santa Fe. And if it's a large object, that means you have to figure out how to ship it there and, you know, pack it. There's no packing uh, outfits in Marfa, so you have to pack everything yourself. You have to keep all these packing materials in your studio or in storage somewhere. You can't just run out to Office Depot or someplace like that or, or UPS store to, uh, to get the materials or to have it packed for you. Rumor has it that one may um, be coming, and I hope that's true, and I hope they also do packing and shipping. <laughs> Although Marfa has a lack of framing and shipping places, it does have a handful of wonderful restaurants. So some artists that decide to stay maybe permanently or just for a few months are able to get some work waitressing or bartending, or there are also job opportunities in the arts with the foundations or organizations like Ballroom Marfa. But overall, it is slim pickings. So how does one make a living to afford staying in Marfa? I am... Um... For, I, I've uh, always made my living as a freelance technical writer, writing computer uh, manuals and uh, related kind of uh, technical writing for high-tech companies. And uh, my clients are based all over the place, and they don't really care where I am. <laughs> and so um, that's what enabled me to move to Marfa, because uh, if the Internet weren't here, I would not be able to live here. The internet, of course, is, is just huge for me. Um, I do have a gallery in New York that represents my stuff and also in Albuquerque. So I stay connected that way. I think in a lot of ways people just don't even know where I am a lot of the time. They might think I'm still in New York. Um, so I produce the work here and then, and then it tends to go elsewhere. I have a, a big solo show coming up at Georgia Southern University next month and somehow the work has just kept going kind of on its own. People, especially the sonic fabric, has been... Um, it has gotten into shows that are about fashion and technology, re repurposed materials. Um, it's really had a life of its own, and it's managed to find its way in the world, lucky for me, because that keeps me right. going. I'm under the impression that the work itself should stand on its own, I mean, regardless of where you are. And the internet coming to this area wasn't that long ago, and so it was... You can't imagine how isolated it was, you know, 20 years ago where you didn't, I mean, it was like one TV station out of Odessa, one radio station, you know, KRTS wasn't here. There were a couple pirate radio stations way back when, but I mean, it was, it was way more isolated than it is now. The importance of the internet is certainly noticeable. We saw many small artisan shops like Marfa Soap Company pushing their online presence. But despite the mechanics of actually making it all work, 
the peace and quiet, the far-reaching horizon, and being part of an enclave of creative people is just unbeatable. And I meet people here who I would never meet if I lived in a big city, because Martha is an art destination, an international art destination. And so people from all over the world come here, and because it's such a small place, I um, run into them or people introduce me to them. And if I lived in a city, I, you know, odds are I would never meet them. So it's kind of interesting in that way. I mean, you can walk to the edge of town, you know, like two blocks from Chinati, and just walk along the road there that heads down to the Rio Grande, and there's maybe one pickup truck will pass you in on that road in an hour. And um, the silence of the desert is just so mind-cleansing. I think that there really is a sense here that any, anything is possible. I mean, there's it's a blank slate. It's a blank canvas in a lot of ways. You can come here and, and just... Um, do whatever thing that you want to do, and there'll be support for it because there's all kinds of artists already here. There's writers and visual artists. And, right. Um, I think it's well worth making the trip. It's a, it's a it's a strange little place. It's an enclave where this incredible thing is happening, um, and it may not be here forever because we have this pipeline that's coming through this 42-inch natural gas pipeline that's leading the way for fracking. And soon this area will be covered with fracking rigs. So I would recommend to anyone who wants to come to come soon. Take it from Alice. If you haven't been to Marfa, better get there soon. And you might just stay. This is Ariana Roche, and thank you for listening to this special Glass Tire Report on Marfa, Texas, brought to you by Eric Jarvis and Crushpad Productions. A special thank you to Martha Hughes, Julian Mock, and Alice Santoro for being interviewed. You can find out more information about these artists on our website. Visit glasstire.com. That's glass tire like a tire made out of glass.com. Thank you.